Did you guys like that icebreaker of what age would you want to be for the rest of your life question? Yes. Yeah, I love that. Did you consider it further? Did you change your age selection? Yes. Oh, you did? What, I, you said 27 initially. I originally said my current age, but after thinking and reflecting on yeah. it a little more, I'm thinking, I'm still thinking like 35, like younger. Yeah. yeah. Not. I think a know. little more wisdom, yeah. a little more experience yeah. under your belt. I like that. Did you change your age? You said no, 50 originally. No, I, I still agree with my age. But I, I feel like I need to be more um, reflective and find kind of peace where I am right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we want to know you too, listener, if you could pick one age for the rest of your life to live that one age, what age would it be? And we want to know why. And post on our blog or something. All right. <laughs> on that note, you are listening to the Profit First Podcast. This is the big one. The one you've been waiting for. Betsy Bolger's in the house for episode 159. Woo! Mm. Oh! Yes! Here we go. Mm. Oh, um, welcome everyone to the Profit First Podcast. I'm your co-host, Christina Bolda. And I'm Mike Michalowicz, the other guy here. I'm the author of Profit First. Tell me... Tell me you have that book by now. If you don't, for God's sake, stop listening to the podcast, go buy it, and then come back to it. Surely you do. Yeah, you better. And I'm joined in studio by our co-host to the host, co-host, <laughs> Kelsey Ayers. Hey, everybody. Remember on uh, the show The Office, uh, Dwight was not the assistant manager. He was the assistant to the assistant manager. I, I actually just started binging that. Like, Such I'm a on good episode show. three. Yeah. Such a good show. And you are, dear friends, you are listening to the Profit First podcast. This is a show where we explore every single element of profitability. Today, we're going to talk about being an eBay seller. You know, eBay is still a big deal. It is. More, actually, it's more than still. It's always been a big deal. It's a huge deal in a new flavor, a new way. Interesting. I bought my Viper. When I bought a Viper, I bought three. On eBay? eBay? Yeah. I bought oh, a wow. Volvo on eBay. You bought what? A Volvo on eBay. There you go. Wow. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah. So you guys can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, ProfitFirstPodcast.com and anywhere else that you listen to podcasts that I don't know about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, we always say what you've been up to and I'm curious what you've been up to, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking we got to change that up too. Yeah. Okay. What do you want to so, change it to? I think we start doing icebreaker questions. Okay, cool. Okay. I got so that. we do that because that way our guests listening to the show could at least play in their mind. Of course. Yeah. What's the ugliest color? Oh. That's the icebreaker. For, for, and this is, of course, you opine about that, meaning you render your opinement, <laughs> which means opinion. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I love the words I make up. So what, if you had to place an opinement on it, I'll, Kelsey, you go first. Okay. What do you think is the ugliest color? I'm going to say brown. Really? Yeah. I, the I association with poop. Oh, well, there's okay. that. <laughs> and there's a poop association. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll buy that. Yeah. Um, you- I like, like olive green oh, mixed really? with like brown, like the darker olive green. <laughs> okay. Like it's, I don't know. It's What's not your reasoning behind it? I don't know. I just look at it and I'm like, Bleh. I like that. It's kind of it reminds me of the military. Uh, you know, for me, it's it's a it's the neon colors. Oh, really? they catch your attention, and at a certain points, like shut up. That's true. Like yeah. very color, loud. So yeah, loud. I can agree with that. Yeah. I, <laughs> true story. This you thought my neon colors were pastel colors? <laughs> that did that happen. That hurt. That was a cutting punch because they don't know. Our listeners don't know, but I refer to some neon colors as pastel. <laughs> You're like, yeah. oh, that's pretty pastel. Okay, so I'm colorblind, okay? <laughs> um, so in my 20s, and this is why I never wanted to be in my 20s again, mm-hmm. I said, oh, for a business shirt with a tie, I'll wear a neon one. They had this neon green oh. shirt. I'm like, that's genius. Yeah. I put it on and I, I looked in the mirror and it's like... <laughs> 
I tried to get one day through it, and it was horrible. It was yeah. horrid. You wanted the attention? Was that why? Right. I don't know. You wanted I guess to stand so. out? Yeah. yeah. I thought it just... I mean, it makes sense. It was so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> it was so ugly. I like lime green as a color, though. Yeah. Lime green's pretty. There's a, I feel like there's a very fine line between pretty green and gross green, for well, me, anyway. I hear you. So we want to know from you, uh, our dear listeners, what's the ugliest color? Tell mm. us. Um, talking about the ugliest color. Oh. We, uh, we got a shout out. You do? <laughs> That doesn't connect. That doesn't doesn't bridge it all. Well, we we set up this shout out line and we want everyone doing this. Yeah. When you, this show's all about profitability. Of course. And once you achieve profitability, we want to hear that. Once you're permanently profitable, you've achieved the gold standards for business we want to hear. Well, we had a good friend of ours, Darren. Uh, I'll let him share his story, but Darren called. Here it is. My name is Darren Verasami. I'm the co-founder of 34 Strong. And we went from barely surviving each payroll period to being profitable permanently. I am profitable permanently. Woo! So, Darren, uh, here's a shout out to you. Thanks for doing that. Finally, someone's bringing a little bit of energy in there. Yeah. Yeah. Jinx. Uh, I want some. Yeah, that was kind of jinxy. It was kind of jinxy. Uh, and we want you. Why don't you call in? You know, you're getting all the tips and guidance to do this. I know you're driving profitability in your business. I know you're getting there. We want to hear it. So, you, my dear friend, hmm. call 844 876 7221 and record your message. Again, it's real simple 844 876 7221. Record, you know, a 15 or 20 second message of how you've achieved permanent profitability and shout it out for God's sake. Give us some energy. <laughs> and, and here's the hot tip oh. like, you can call the number, and if you don't like what you're doing, you can call back and do it a second time. Yeah. Yeah. And say, redo. Hey, you, That's yeah, helpful. Redo. You can redo. And we'll play the first one. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. That was, now that was funny. All right. Who, who wants to do the sponsors? Christina. Okay. Yeah, I touched my nose. We both touched our nose. Uh, Christina didn't. She's up. All right, well, this is a soft thank you. We'll get into a little bit more about what each of these guys do a little bit later. But thank you. Big shout outs to Fundera, Fundbox, Nextiva, and Receipt Bank. And of course, uh, Turning Points, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for letting me not finish my food. <laughs> American is best turning points. Let me just. <laughs> Oh, no, stop. I know, it's pretty disgusting. Yeah. I don't like when people chew. That's like a pet peeve for me. Oh, is it really? Oh, I had the funniest. I was at this event, and this woman goes, would you please stop? (laughs) Right? She just looks at me. I'm standing. It was a large conference, and I'm standing just waiting uh, from afar, and there's there's all these seats lined up. She's on the edge seat next to me. She goes, would you please stop that? And I'm like, "Uh, I'm sorry. And I I start watching again. And then she goes, would you please stop? I said, I... I don't know what to do. She's like, you're jingling the change in your pocket. Oh. <laughs> and she goes, that's the biggest pet peeve in the world I have. It, mm. it actually irritates the hell out of me. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. So but my it. mom will shake her foot. So like any oh. surface you're near, the it'll tap. shake oh, it. And oh. she has no idea. Yeah. yeah. That kills she me. She does it incessantly. The, oh, yeah. that kills me. The whole room shaking. <laughs> yeah. Talking about incessant. Yes. <laughs> of course. Her name is Bessie Bulger. Mm. Um, where did where I put my notes? Oh, here's Betsy's notes. So I met Betsy, we were just recounting before we were on the show here, um, maybe about eight years ago, I was invited to do uh, a speaking conference uh, or speaking events at the eBay on location conference. eBay was going city to city and putting on major events, a thousand people hmm. in the room. 
uh, and this one woman sitting in the crowd, and you cannot miss her because of her hair. She paints her <laughs> hair rainbow color. Nice. I mean, literally different rainbows. And this was before people were even dyeing their hair. So like, so yeah. this is eight years ago. Like ahead of the time. I'm like, who the hell is this person? <laughs> and then I met her, and I'm like, who the hell is she? <laughs> she is insane. In a great way. She is the top-rated seller on eBay, as well as the creative director for Voice Marketing, Inc., She she's a produ- which produces the eBay radio show oh. uh, for eBay, Inc. Um, she, uh, let me see, boring, boring, kind of interesting. I'm just going to, no, this is my stuff. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, that, was, that, that was actually very inappropriate. It wasn't boring. Um, no, I, I was actually reading the wrong notes here. Here, she graduated... <laughs> Magna cum laude with special honors as an English major. Little known fact. Oh, she uh, has her own stable of training horses. She's an equestrian. Mm. Um, and um, let's see what else. And she's been here's this is my favorite part. She's been dyeing her hair in various permutations of the eBay colors, which is red, blue, yellow, and green, for eBay events ever since 2005. So I think that's when we met. All right, Betsy, welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Betsy. Thank you, Mike. Excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a joy to have you. When, when I said boring, I was going through your bio. It ain't boring. It's long as all heck. It's amazing what you've achieved. And um, everything's steeped in eBay. What made you such an eBay addict? Well, it's all started with spam. Not the email kind, the kind that you eat, only I don't eat it. But it was an acronym uh, for oh. some friends of mine and myself. Um, because we were all DJs. They, they were all professional DJs. I was a home DJ. And we had this support group known as Supporting Practitioners and Admirers of Mixing. And we would take spam cans of spam to each other's house when we had a party uh, in case <laughs> of an emergency. Okay. Which we never luckily had to open the can. But then I decided I wanted to find these uh, this, some spam robelia. So I went on eBay mm. one night and I, there was a, an auction closing in like nine minutes. I was like, oh, I've got to have this. And so I, um, I it was a set of, it was a set of spam Christmas lights. So I quickly registered myself and I quickly bid and I won and that was it I was hooked <laughs> then I found out you could also spamorabilia then I found out you could sell on eBay because and the way I found this out was I went to eBay Live 2004. I was totally overwhelmed by the eBay. I had just listed my first item uh, as part of the camp eBay thing they had going that summer. You had to earn merit badges for like paying with PayPal, buying an item. And the last thing I had to do was sell an item. So I had just earned my last badge and I get there and there are 10,000 crazed eBay sellers on the premises. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> I barely got to the hotel to check in before I came back and just immersed myself in it. And I thought, these people are really cool. They all have have small businesses and they are all entrepreneurs and I want to be this when I grow mm-hmm. up. <laughs> Wild. Okay. So for, before we dig into how to be profitable on eBay, I want to talk about the relevance of eBay. Uh, you know, when they came out, they were before Amazon's existence. And I know I was not allowed to say Amazon. It would piss you off, but Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. <laughs> That's okay. Um, I'll forgive you. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. But eBay You're allowed was, to say it. I just can't say it. Okay. Oh, oh, you can't, you can't okay. say it. You can't, what, you can't say what? What can you say? <laughs> the, the river. The river. Oh, damn. I tried to get you on that. So um, eBay was the, the, the front runner in this case. Amazon came in and I think took a piece of the market, but I think eBay is flourishing in another way. So I just want to understand what is eBay's relevance today? What is eBay's relevance today? Well, first of all, eBay did pioneer e-commerce selling. This yeah. is back in the day. Pierre Pierre just wanted to set up a level marketplace, a level playing field where anyone worldwide could trade with anyone else. Who's Pierre? And is that your boyfriend? Or who's 
This is Pierre. Oh, yes, I only wish. No, I have a very nice husband. Thank you. Pierre Omidyar is the genius who started eBay. He built the entire site one, gotcha. one Labor Day weekend in 1995, named it Auction Web, and was part of a larger site that was actually devoted to the Ebola virus. So it was kind of gross. You had to wade through that site oh. to get to the Auction Web. But uh, <laughs> he, he actually set this up so that people could trade with one another. And then the, the creation myth became that he set it up so his girlfriend could collect Pez dispensers and trade with other cre- uh, Pez dispenser collectors. But what really built <laughs> Baby Bay great was Beanie Babies. The Beanie Baby craze hit big time just as eBay was coming yeah. online as auction web. Those Beanie Babies were flying around the country like in cereal boxes and in you know old envelopes and you know God knows what. And people were sending money to each other, cash, and they're actually getting these items and money orders and checks. You know, and this is flourishing. And eBay's first venture capitalists came to the to their offices, which at that point consisted of like one room and a dent as a subsuite and a dentist's office. And they had to go to IKEA when they hired a new employee and have to make their own desk. So they had bought, they mm-hmm. had somebody's girlfriend acting as receptionist. They're all sitting in in fold up lawn chairs, and they've got all these bags around the room of, of postal bags with stuff in them and the venture capitalist guy is like hey well, you know what's in the bags oh that's that's the listing fees that have come in that we haven't gotten to to record yet and there's a guy sitting there you know inputting the fees so it was clear that this is that this was had touched, touched a chord and wow. the cool thing about ebay it was built on community. They uh, th- it, it, right from the start, Pierre made the premise that people are basically good, and this is what built eBay. The community values are people are basically good. We all bring something to the table. Deal with other people as you want them to deal with you. Golden rule, very simple, yeah. and trust. And so here now we now we think nothing of buying something over the internet, but back then it was a revolutionary. What you're going to send money to some total stranger and they're going to send you this like thing? I was like, right. yeah, yeah. And, and it worked. And now, with, when, e- when e-commerce has become a huge, huge deal, what makes eBay special and unique, aside from the fabulous inventory, is that it is all about small business. You, when you buy on eBay, you are supporting a real person's business. You are supporting an entrepreneur, a mom and pop setup, a storefront setup, a, a, you know, anything, and any kind of permutation of that that you want to imagine. People are selling on it as a hobby. People are selling on it as a secondary source of income. People are selling on it to make their full-time living. And this is something Pierre could not have envisioned, but it's, it's, it's amazing. And it makes eBay totally unique among all e-commerce sites. But I, I think of these competitors that have said, and we've already mentioned Amazon, Etsy is a major player. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't they take a chunk out of eBay every single time these things pop up? It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, because a lot of people have cross-listed their items on eBay and Etsy, mm-hmm. and uh, there's also Bonanzal and uh, a couple of other uh, secondary markets that are, that are a little smaller. But eBay eBay remains the main player, and so you know if we lose a little chunk here or there, it it, it doesn't take away from our from our still being the the main player. A rising tide lifts all boats. I got you. You know, Kelsey instantly wrote down bonanza. <laughs> they only sell banana items. It's, it's all different types of bananas. She's well, that's like, what bananas. I needed. That's bananas. perfect. Right. You're looking for that banana pen your whole life. So okay, Bananarama. So, Bananarama. Well, yeah, good one. I had a, an inappropriate one. I'm not going to say it. Um, but basically, I just inferred it. <laughs> but you did. I just, yeah. I, 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 right. Yeah. So, um, so what about the, the, the size of eBay? Has it diminished? I mean, they were the number one player, but my assumption is now they're, they're a, a niche player, or, or is that not true? Oh no, not a niche at all. They are very much a main player on on the e-commerce stage. Um, they've got 169 million buyer, active buyers worldwide as of Q1. Um, wow. They've got a billion live listings on the site at any given time. Uh, and as of uh, 2006, which is the most recent firm statistics, there were 1.3 million active sellers worldwide. 
who use eBay as a primary or secondary source of income. And that has oh, wow. grown exponentially over okay. the years. So, okay. So it is yeah, very it's a, viable. It's a big deal. Oh, very much so. It, it's it's and the, the billion live listings. What sets eBay apart again from the other e-commerce sites is you have not only eighty percent new items, you know, commodity items like like I buy my Erno Lazlo there, I buy my Dr. Bronner's peppermint soap there, I, I buy everything on eBay. Uh, but they also have the special, the unique, and the unexpected. You can find mm-hmm. stuff you never even knew existed. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I, I that's believe for sure. yeah. There's, there's the, the weirdo <laughs> section. Um, so let's get into <laughs> and now. Too. Yeah, let's get into being profitable with eBay. What if I'm a, if I've never sold on eBay before? How do I set myself up to have a permanently profitable eBay experience? Well, the first thing you do is you look, if possible, you find an eBay educator to coach you through the fir- the first couple of listings. I didn't know that, existed. that can really help eBay used to have an education specialist program, um, and which I'm proud to say I was a member of from day one. And uh, they dis- they uh, dispersed that program or discontinued that program last June. But there are still a lot of eBay educators around. Check your local college. Uh, check you know Google it. Uh, you, chances are you can find an eBay educator in your area, and that will jumpstart you because we were certified to teach eBay. We have we have official curriculum materials that we've you know d- gone on to develop our own from those, and and you'll shortcut a lot of the learning curve that way. Um, but if if you're just going to start with yourself, go ahead and sit down. And the first thing you got to do is buy a couple of things on eBay. So you see how it works. Buy before you sell. Okay. Absolutely. Buy before you sell because you've got the, to, the main thing to know about p- succeeding on eBay and becoming profitable and staying that way is you've got to think like a buyer. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you want to buy a couple of things and just see how it works. And then find something around the house that you have no emotional attachment to whatsoever. And it should be preferably something that's easy to ship, like, you know, not a big awkward size or, you know, not just shouldn't weigh a hundred pounds. It, it should be something, you know, relatively light and simple and lightweight. Like I, my first item was a baseball cap that I found by the side of the road. It said, uh, I'm smiling like this because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, and it was really easy to ship. All I had to do was put it in a bubble padded. Uh, I put it in a plastic bag first, and then a Ziploc, and then a bubble padded Manila envelope, and it sold for ninety nine cents to somebody in Australia. <laughs> Which was very exciting. At the time. So a, that was a just slightly a big, big used deal. baseball cap. <laughs> yeah, and I got wow. positive feedback for it. He just loved that baseball cap. He just thought that was the greatest baseball cap ever. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was easy to ship. And it wasn't something I was. My, I wasn't going to get my feelings hurt if I only got one bid. I was thrilled to get that one bid, in fact. And uh, when you sell your first item on eBay, it's a big woohoo moment. And oh, invariably, that's when the, that's when the, that's when it sets the hook. You know, you're like, oh, I want that high again. Yeah. Okay. So, but, so you, well, your high didn't live long. It was 99 cents you made. Well, um, but you, well, you well, and by the time you take out the fees, you know, well, let's just say that was, that was <laughs> it was my home. So it did not. It cost me 9%. Oh, okay. uh, I think it was actually seven, seven point something percent at that time. But you know, it, uh, it was the beginning and, and you know, every journey begins with a single step. Yeah, of course. No, of course. But and I get it. Step or not. And just that one, I just want to see that little story through the person you shipped it to in Australia, the, the shipping, I presume is a legit expense. I mean, that, that must be 30, 40, 50 bucks. Well, the big thing now is to do free shipping because buyers love free shipping. Mm-hmm. It does not require yeah, math. True. And there's, there's psychologically the word free is just, you know, it, it just jazzes your boat. Yeah. So to mix a metaphor. Uh, so <laughs> what you want to do is you want to build the, the cost of shipping into the price of your item, ideally. Okay. And the way that you do 
this is you find a faraway zip code and check the cost for mailing to that zip code and you find a closed zip code and check the cost for mailing to that zip code, average amount and add that amount, maybe round up to the next dollar and add that amount to your price. You just build it in. So it's okay. really shipping included. Well, uh, you got to give me that. closure with Australia hat boy here. Did, did he pay for the okay. shipping? Like, how'd you ship it down there? Uh, back back then, we did paid shipping, and he paid via PayPal almost immediately. And the cool thing about selling to Australia, it's already tomorrow there. So when they email you, you get an email from the future because it has the next day's date. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so funny. you know the world is not going to end that day. So uh, anyway, so yeah, I got his PayPal payment dated the next day, and uh, and uh, I I went ahead and sent it off, and he paid. Uh, I think it was about. Three dollars and something cents. So this is before the last couple of postage increases. Needless to say, it was like three dollars and something cents to mail it first class international to Australia. And I sold internationally right from the start. A lot of people are intimidated by that, but you don't need to be. Okay, so uh, yeah, okay. So I want to talk about international, but I'm going to go back in a second. I want to get some of the basics down. Yeah. You mentioned bidding. Ebo's question. Why don't you say it then? What's your question? I was, no, I was just going to ask. Do you think what which is more beneficial, being the seller, to set up an item as you know something where people have to bid on it, and then the the highest you know bidder gets it, or the buy it now? Like, what's the benefit as the seller for the two options? Well, here's the thing. Back then, back in the day, it was really exciting to have an auction, and you know, people were. It was new, and it, and it was fresh, and it was hot, and and people loved, you know, that that waiting to see if they were going to win that that item, and blah blah blah. Nowadays, not so much. Right. We're, yeah. we're we're jaded. We want instant gratification. So, um, and about seventy nine percent of the listings on eBay are fixed price nowadays. So you can uh, you can just you know. Buy your item, pay then, and pay on the spot, and boom, you, you get your item in a day or two. But uh, what I like personally is fixed price with best offer, because then you can send you can send the seller an offer. You'll be like, well, I want this item, but I don't want to pay thirty nine ninety nine. I'll, I'll pay thirty five. Let me offer thirty five. Yeah. I might say, yeah, that's great, or I might say, no, I need to get thirty seven for this with free shipping. So, you know, you can counter offer, and uh, you can go back and forth a couple of times on this. And what it's great because you've you've basically got a viable price for your item, but you leave in a little wiggle room so you're not subject to the vagaries of the bidding which you know sometimes can uh, turn out kind of disastrously on the other hand if you have a rare and unique item that you don't really that you can't really get a market value for you want to start that off on a, at an auction and it, the, it will find its own level i did that with a yeah. with a ring oh there's the tip of the century yeah yeah it, it was very cool because it was a ring that was made by a mexican consortium this this one designer uh, one silversmith that teamed up with another silversmith's workers to produce this this limited edition items and they only did it for a couple of years and it was a very hot collectible ring so i started it at 79 dollars, and it got up to about 380 dollars. and then in the last two seconds of the listing it went up to 420 oh my cool. god that was exciting cool. are people is that automated the, the like the last two seconds or people just clicking like mad trying to get the item well, you've got your snipers, and some people set up an auto snipe, but that's not very sporting. If you want to be really sporting about it, you go in there and you snipe live, which that's taking your chances, kind of like deer hunting used to be before they shot them at feeders. But uh, no, you you take you bid that you place that last bid, you have your last button ready to click in that last second, and boom, you've 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 aced them out whoever's got you know got the bid before you. But what you can do is I used to snipe proof, I, and in fact sometimes I still do. I will set my maximum bid at a certain amount, and eBay will automatically proxy bid for you up to that amount as the bidding climbs oh uh, but but it won't go it's not an unlimited climb it, it stops it's no it's not climb. an unlimited climb it stops you set the limit and it, and in the the bid that shows is only the bid that's just high enough to be 
the top bid and then somebody might bid over you and boom, you'll automatically boost up ahead of them and boom, you'll automatically boost up ahead of them. So you can never really be sure if it was a snipe that won your listing or if somebody placed a max bid. But either way, you're making money, so who cares? <laughs> yeah, so let's recap some of the things we learned. It sounds like you can just list at a fixed price. You can list at a fixed price though with the best offer, which sounds like almost like a, a flea market. You know, right, right. you walk down the, Me- talking about the Mexicans, right? You walk down, I went to a Mexican flea market and like, oh, this is 10 pesos or 20 pesos. I'm like, uh, I only have a dollar or one peso in my pocket. Like, oh, that's fine. Like, like <laughs> yeah. that's the negotiation. You're now. Yeah. Or right. you could do an auction. And it sounds like the auction, what I heard is you do that when you have a unique or rare item. Um, a fixed price, I assume, if it's a very, more of a commoditized item and you're competing on price, when do you use the fixed with best offer option? Uh, you can use it on commodity items or you can use it on uh, like vintage and collectible kind of items. Uh, a lot of commodity items people feel that they want to just have a firm price on, but um, there'll be a percentage of those people that also will use best offer. And, and you can just pretty much figure that they've built a little wiggle room into their price. So to me, a, a best offer is like a red flag. Hey, offer a little mm. less and you're liable to get the item. Mm, that's interesting. Okay. Um, what about your own personal success with eBay? Does this uh, supplement your lifestyle? Is this your uh, exclusive form of income? How are, how are you using eBay? Uh, for us, it's an additional income stream. Um, my husband is on social security disability because he's HIV positive and has been for many years. And uh, of course, I work for eBay Radio, uh, for Voice Marketing Inc., the team, the company who produces eBay Radio for eBay Inc. So I have that retainer every month. Um, but eBay is definitely the the third leg of the stool. Okay. So so, so it's, it's a serious business for you. How, how many items yes, or products is. are you selling every week? Uh, well, I, we have a client that we list for, and uh, we actually had our, have our store on vacation until September 1st because my husband was recovering from a rather serious illness. Oh, but um, we usually had about uh, 50 to 75 items listed for ourselves, and we have about 300 listed for our client. And what wow. does that translate into product? When, when you're not on vacation, <laughs> what does that translate into moving product? Like how, how much product do you move every week? Well, typically, the only re- the reason I could only get fifty to seventy five items up for uh, for for our own personal account is because a lot of what we list is Converse sneakers, and those suckers sell right off the bat oh. because we, we have the old Made in USA Chuck Taylors, yeah, and they are yeah. hot. Nice. So I try to list them. I try to keep a um, mix of long tail and short tail inventory up there. We also sell jigsaw puzzles; those tend to be long tail, um, but they do sell, and they sell quite well sometimes, especially the older spring box. And then um, we also sell rubber ducks. Um, Perfect compliment which, with your Chuck Taylor sneakers. It's Chuck's ducks and potluck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you are good. You are funny. Um, That's our right. short tagline. Thank you. <laughs> but uh, no, the, the ducks are kind of a medium tail inventory. Some of them get snapped right up. Some of them sit around for a while. But but they keep they keep our listing count up, and I like that. Okay, hmm. so you gave what, some of the basics on eBay, the pricing structures, buy first, uh, so that from someone so you can learn how to sell. Now I, I, I want to commit to this and be the most profitable eBay seller I can be. What's the instructions now? Okay. And if you were just going to do it casually, I'd tell you to do it from your, right from your phone because you can take the photos, import them to the listing. They'll give you pricing guidance. They'll even give you a sell like this option where you can you know, use somebody else's title. You don't have to research your own keywords, blah, oh, blah, wow. blah. Nice. But if you're going to do it for reals, if you really want to make money off this and not just you know get some money back for, for something you don't want anymore... Mm-hmm. Uh, you need a couple of things. You need, first of all, you need uh, think something to sell that people want, and secondly, you need an attitude. An attitude. 
an attitude, and I mean by that I mean a good one. You need to have the attitude that you are going to give that each buyer the most fabulous buying experience they've ever had. You are going to give the best customer service there is, and I guarantee you that if you do that, your profits and your feedback and all the other rewards of your business will take care of themselves. You take care of your customers, your customers will take care of your business. But uh, eBay. I didn't expect that. eBay, I'm hidden behind the computer. I, I'm a jerk. No one likes me. That's why I went on eBay. Like That's the whole reason I want to be an eBay seller. Um, are you saying th the rules that apply at a retail store apply just as much, if not more, on eBay? Oh my gosh! Even more on eBay because you are a, 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 because you are at one step removed from being in person. So there's no there's no in voice inflection. There's no you know facial mm. expression or body language to, to contribute to your interaction with your buyer. But what's really cool is, and this again differentiates eBay from any other e-commerce site. Except, well, Etsy does this to some extent, but Angel. But on eBay, you have more opportunities to brand yourself than you do anywhere else. Mm. So you have your storefront, which has a billboard in it, which has a description. You can lard that description with key keywords loaded up. Google will find you. Uh, so Google Shopping will pick you up. Uh, you have the opportunity to brand yourself in your listings. You have the opportunity to brand yourself with a monthly newsletter, or excuse me, a, a newsletter you can send out. It's subscription only, but you can send it as often as once a week. To, to all your store subscribers, you can you know advertise your sales. You can do this. You can do that with it. Um, you have the opportunity to run promotions. You have uh, the opportunity to brand yourself with uh, collections. You have the opportunity to brand yourself with guides and reviews. You can really create. A, a viable persona for yourself on eBay and you better not be a jerk because it will sure wear off and you will drive your customers away in droves. Mm. Okay. Now you said that's something... a great cure for jerk. If you're a jerk, go on eBay and it'll improve your personality. <laughs> oh really? It's a de-jerkifying system. <laughs> it's a de-jerkifying system if you want to make any money. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. If you want to be poor, it'll... So you have some incentive there. <laughs> um, you said you sell, you know, chucks and ducks. Um, that sounds like a very narrow category is there a profitable advantage to doing that? Well, it's not so much. Uh, it's not so much that it's a profitable advantage you know, in that we chose those items specifically from the beginning. We we chose the Chuck Taylors, the jigsaw puzzles. Kind of chose us because my husband had collected so many of them. It was time to start selling them. Um, <laughs> we love Converse sneakers. We also sell Converse bags and apparel, and I had accumulated quite a lot of that over the years. And once I realized that they flipped for a lot of money, I started looking for them on eBay, and so I've accrued a pretty good inventory of them uh but but what you what you do want uh is something that you're passionate about something that you really care about that you can get a little bit that, that you that you can work up some interest in um for my client we sell uh, estate and new new and estate jewelry hmm. which i have i've become very fond of and very very interested in learning about you know the manufacturers mm. the designers the this the that you've got to be passionate about what you're selling mm. and was it what advantage does that give you to be passionate about it well, the other the other advantage of okay, the advantage of being passionate is that you're gonna that passion is gonna come through in your listings. It's gonna come through in everything that you do with your customers. That you really care about what you sell. You really care that they have a good experience with you. You really care that they like their item. Uh, and the other advantage of of our particular niches is that we've got the mix of long tail and short tail inventory. You want to have a mix. Mm -hmm. What does that mean, long tail, short tail? Yeah, long long tail inventory sells rather slowly. Okay. Short tail inventory turns over quite quickly. Mm -hmm. And you want to have some stuff in between. So the ducks kind of worked out well for us as that 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 in between niche. But okay, uh, but I, wouldn't, and, don't you want all your inventory to turn very quickly? I don't understand why you well, want some of those. You, 
you do what you don't. You want to keep, you want to maintain a certain number of listings at all times. Uh, so if you're, if you're selling it as fast as you can list it, it's hard to keep up. Yeah, I see. And you don't have a big presence, but uh, but you want to keep listing regularly because a list more, sell more, and b the more more frequently and regularly you list, the better you you present in search results. Yeah. How do you keep your inventory of like Converse? Where do you get it from, and under how do you bed. maintain they it? They store it under their bed. Yeah, in the closet. The bed got to be up to the ceiling. Now we have actually we have actually uh, some uh, some little we have like a, some space in a little office building down the street, a very funky uh, late forties uh, mid century modern office building, and we have like three rooms there. We have the uh, Converse stuff in one room, and we have the Ebayana in another room, uh, and the com- and then we have a third room that that it kind of spills over into, and we use it for photography and shipping. Hmm. Nice. And where do you find your inventory? Like, where do you order it from? Where do you get it from? Well, I can't tell all my secrets, but I'll say I get a lot of it on eBay. I look for things that are not listed well or that are undervalued. Mm. And I also uh, used to hit the I used to hit the outlet stores when the Chucks were still made in the USA, and I stocked up at that point. And let's just say I'm not going to need to do any Chuck, Chuck Taylor product sourcing for at least the next couple of years. <laughs> I got a little bit of a <laughs> oh, you, That means you wow. landed the mother load. I do have the mother load of Chuck Taylor Chuck Taylor items. Yes, I do. Good I have for a lot you. of related Chuck Taylor items too. So and you have a lot of Chuck Taylor memorabilia and such. So that, that that helps too in display units. I mean, you name it, I've got it. Okay. So I'm happy you're not sharing the secret because it means you found something that other people can't find. Right. Did you find those Chuck Taylor secrets because you were that devoted to that market and it kind of revealed itself? Well, I was buying Chuck Taylors because I just love them. They're they're the best thing in the world to wear out dancing and um, and <laughs> I really, kind of they really are. You know? you got to have your priorities straight. Yeah. Uh, and I, I love them. And uh, so I started noticing that that they were going for quite a lot of money. Some of them, and, and that there was a lot of rarities out there. And you know, kind of lots more Chuck Taylors than I was seeing in the retail stores. There was no Converse.com at the time, so mm. eBay was a big source, and I was seeing all kinds of stuff I was not seeing anywhere else. And then I noticed that the Made in USA stuff was flipping for a lot of money. And I was like, hmm, I'm I'm interested in this. So that's when I started hitting up the outlet stores. So are the consumers for this? It sounds like they're more collectors than they are just looking for apparel to wear. Is that accurate? No, these people these people are looking for stuff to wear. I mean, yeah, you got your collectors, but they wear their collectibles. Um, these are not the Nike people. Nike people will put them in your in their museum and and just look at them <laughs> until they put another rock and they fall apart. The terms you have are awesome. Yeah. I still like spam Rebelia the best. <laughs> Their museum. Hey, so what's the gear I need? Like uh, now, I- I'm serious about this. I picked my niche. I- I'm going into you know whatever it is, Chuck Taylors. Um, nerd glasses would be my selection. I want glasses, you know, <laughs> tape on them. Um, now <laughs> I have my nerd glass commitment. What do I have to do to set up a professional shop and be profitable? Well, the first thing you got to do is register as a seller account. They'll ask, you know, for the usual information, your, yeah. you know, your firstborn child, um, you know, <laughs> your name, your credit first card, credit card number, bill you for the fees, et cetera, et cetera. And you set up your, your site preferences, yeah. which, you know, do you, you want to do you want to send your buyers an automatic forty eight hour payment notification if they haven't paid by then? Do you want to do you want to be able to um, send thus and such to your buyers or receive thus and such? You know what do you want your settings to be? You just kind of run through those, and uh, then you're all set to sell. And you want you're going to have selling limits when you start off. eBay's going to put some training wheels on you because they don't want you to get in over your head. They're as invested in you having a good. They're invested in your buyers having a good experience with you as much as you are invested in having buyers have a good experience with you. Because once the buyer has a bad experience on eBay, boom, they're gone from the site, and they're going to tell all their friends what a bad experience they had. So, so you're going to have some limits on you at first. You'll only be able to sell a certain number of items per month, 
but uh, chances are you will not reach that limit immediately. So because you want to start slow, because it's compli- it's a little bit complicated mm-hmm. nowadays. You want to do your listings first of all, but then you've got to remember that you have to ship that item, mm. and you need to ship that item quickly, preferably the same day or the next day. One day handling is probably the really the minimum you want to have. And when you start off, you might say two or three day handling, but when you get a little further down the road, one day handling is crucial to being a, a, to being a top rated seller. So okay. you're going to want to move up to that one day handling eventually. That points back to the instant gratification you were talking about. Oh yeah, people want their stuff like yesterday. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. Okay, and if they're in Australia, they can have it yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. So, um, so step one is find your niche, have inventory, build the inventory, find ways to. To, to flip it, which I assume means buy low, sell high quickly. Um, be ready to ship super fast. So you have to have the inventory in stock and uh, the packaging, everything lined up. What about like other gear, photography equipment, lighting, anything like that's necessary? Um, I would I would back it up. I would back it up one step and say you got kind of a, a, a zero step here. You want to start off while you're looking for your niche. Start off by just selling stuff you have around the house, like those oh, CDs right. you don't yeah. listen to anymore. Um, you know, those clothing that doesn't fit and you never wore it. And it's still got the tags. You know, your electronics, your out, you know, your outmoded electronics. Last year's last year's stuff is still pretty hot on eBay because a lot of people are happy to buy last year's electronics. Sure, because it's so, cheaper and maybe they need parts for their existing electronics. Right? They can. Well, you can sell something just for parts. There's there's, yeah. a, there's a whole condition a whole condition category for that. But you want to you want to be learning huh. you want to be learning the business while you're looking for that hot niche. Mm-hmm. So that when you find that hot niche, you are ready to ramp up. Yeah. Oh, Makes that's sense. genius. That's genius. Uh, e Betsy, we're at, at our limit here on time. Uh, any final thought you have for our listeners, and then we want to learn how they can get more about you. But any final thought you'd have uh, if someone's listening now and, and, and fired up to have a profitable eBay business, what's your final thought for them? My final thought is find something cool to sell, be good to your customers, and uh, and have fun because it is it's a great way to make a living. And and paint your hair all different colors. Yes, <laughs> and you key. can paint your hair. Oh, they're not not all different colors. It's the eBay colors: red, red, blue, yellow, and green, just like the logo. I love it. And so here's my tip for you. I think you should uh, remember you, those movies on television. They try to do 3D movies. You put on those glasses. You had to get them at Burger King. One was red, one was blue. And then, oh, I love those. Yeah. yeah, I think you should in your hair in bed. I love Mike, <laughs> but only when people put those glasses on can they see it. That's my idea for you. Well, you know, it could be done. I shaved the number twenty into the back of my head for eBay's We Are Twenty. <laughs> you are so awesome. Um, hey, E Betsy, before I, I let you go, electrodes and some LED lights in the brain. There's, there's nothing between friends. <laughs> Where can people learn more about you and, and maybe get educated by you? Uh, well, they can go to um, Acquisitor, Acquisitory.com. That's, they can see my eBay store there for, my, for our client, A-C-Q-U-I-S-A-T-O-R-Y, Acquisitory.com. And um, you message me through eBay, and uh, you can pretty much find out everything you want to know. Great. And your cool. store should speak for itself. You are wonderful. Thanks, E-Betsy. Thank you. Thank you so and much. buy something from me. I'll give you the best buying experience ever, and then you'll really get to know me. <laughs> there you go. I love it. All right. We'll see you later. Thanks for having me on. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Christina, punch me. There you go. There we go. That was cool. That was yeah. cool. Right? Yeah. I like. I want to do more of these type of interviews where we yeah. talk about someone with a specialty in a yeah. thing like that. Um, I'm a little bit excited. I almost want to do a little bit of uh, e-bang now. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have anything in your house we can sell? We'll, 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 we'll take our, I'm, I'm like pretty sure. We'll clear out your I house. I mean, I don't know how much I'll get for it, but... Yeah, I think I I can think of I could sell. Uh, All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna recap what we learned in just a minute. Uh, Do we have a member shout out, Christine, or not? Uh, Not not today. (laughs) Who's our newest member that came in uh, yesterday? Oh gosh, Uh, Suzanne. 
I, I don't remember her last name. I know Casey joined Susan. We had, I think, about two or three people joined in the last yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Family's Beth growing. Crittenden, Beth Crittenden, she loves us. Oh, yes. oh Beth Crittenden, yeah, 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 yeah. Shout out to Beth. She's all, she sends these funny emails. She's like, happy yeah. dancers, like jazz hands in it. <laughs> so shout out to Beth. And uh, we'll tell you what first professionals are in a minute. But Beth, Casey, any of these, Susan, these are folks that are getting up to speed very quickly in Profit First. We'll yeah. be the next generation of people driving profit in your business. Well, we'll talk about that, too. Uh, we'll talk about what we learned. But first, I do want to thank our corporate partners. So real quick, thanks to Fundera. They're a one-stop shop for uh, loans. Fundbox is a cash flow accelerator. If you have an invoice that's not, not collecting, Fundbox will give you those entire funds. Receipt bank. It's a way to get rid of that shoebox once and for all, and you can scan in your receipts and sync it right up with your accounting platform. And then Nextiva is a voice over IP phone system. I shouldn't say A. It's the voice over IP phone system. They are extraordinary. Um, okay. Who okay. wants to go first? Who wants to go first? I'll go. Okay. You're up. What'd you learn? Uh, so my biggest takeaway, um, and I think it's really inspiring, is that when they started it, they based it on the golden rule. They they based it that they trusted people to be good mm. and that this would work. Yeah. And it did work. And that's amazing to me. Yeah. yeah. And then I feel like, you know, Betsy is living it out by being the best possible customer service deliverer. You know, I feel like she's living their purpose. Yeah. I mean, you could hear her energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. faith in humankind has yeah. been restored. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, good takeaways. What did yeah. you get, Christina? To start... Super slow and bazinga. think like a buyer. Because, like, I mean, there's so many times. <laughs> a double bazinga. Double bazinga. <laughs> yeah, Worth it. But no, I mean, you get so ramped up and excited about doing something new and you're like, oh, this is going to be great. And then you just jump into it. And then before you know, you're in over your head. And I, I like that now they have um, coaches or educators that kind of walk you through the process yeah. and really force you to take it slow so that you know what you're doing. I think that's good. Yeah, I agree with all that. Um, me, I think the big mistake I did right in the get go, as I said, this other stuff is boring. Uh, <laughs> True. Which, it was just this long bio, and it's actually now as I'm reading through as we're going along, there's so much more stuff she's done with eBay. It's unbelievable. Um, it's unbelievable how, how engaged she was. So, first of all, lesson one is talk to a guru. Like yeah, she told yeah. me more about eBay in the 30 minute interview than I could do. St- you know, studying this for six weeks exactly. on the internet. And, right. and so True. step yeah. one is actually read their entire bio and know what the, <laughs> the type of quality person you're talking to. Second, um, was buy first. I thought that was a great lesson. Yes. Experience what you're about to deliver and, um, niche products. Like I'm convinced because she knows the Chuck Taylor market and all the gear. She, that moment happened that someone was dumping all this Chuck Taylor stuff and she was the first one there yeah. and, and swooped it up. But that would have never happened if she was doing a thousand products. Right. And I want to go to the Bananazilla or B- Bananzilla. 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 Bananahammock.com. <laughs> that's what you call your new boyfriend, isn't it? No. Oh, oh my God. That's funny. Um, that probably is a site. All right. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's get back to business, right? Come on, man. Uh, la, 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 la. Where, there's so many things I got to do in here. No, so we want to know what you guys learned oh, that's right. <laughs> from that's this right. episode. So go to ProfitFirstPodcast.com or anywhere that you're listening. Leave us a little comment in the comment box. We love hearing from you. Well, that oh. came on loud. Keep going. Well, no, that was it. And then oh. I was also going to say, we got to talk about this you know, fine and dandy thing that we work for. Oh yeah, Profit First Profit, Professionals. Like, who do we work for? Profit First Professionals. I work for myself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like me. I'm the only person. Don't make me feel like 
<laughs> it's probably first professionals. Yeah. We have fun here. We got Revenge of the Nerd Night coming up. Yes, we I do. Wait. I really can't wait. Yeah. I know you're so pumped. I, I, I think I'm overly pumped. I'm a little <laughs> you're bit. You're gonna nervous. be underwhelmed. Let yourself down. Yeah, I've underwhelmed. seen this before. <laughs> I know, this movie is so stupid. I know every, every scene. I think I'm setting up people for disappointment. Do you feel pressure when you introduce somebody? Like, I'll do it if I introduce somebody to movies or music or something. Totally. And I'm like, oh, maybe it's not as great as I think it is, and they're going to hate it. I mean, Gunga Gunga Den was amazing. (laughs) It was the best thing ever. But here's one thing that I say is the best thing ever, and I believe it's Profit First Perfection. Yeah, that's true. I was on stage two days ago, and I'm like, I'm telling you, my friends, you can do Profit First on your own. But you can also go to a gym on your own and work out. True. How's it? How are you doing? And most people are like, well, I really, I know I should, but I don't. I say, who here has a trainer? A few hands go up. I say, how often do you miss? They're like, never. I nail it. Yeah. I say, what exercises do you do? They say, exactly what the trainer tells me I need to do. Right. Well, that's what Profit First Professionals is. It's the, that trainer to drive profitably in your business. They know how to do those exercises so you're doing it safely. They know how to build the momentum so you build financial strength. And they know the ins and outs. And they have a wealth of background and knowledge and access to other people. So you're not the first going through Profit First. You're the one millionth or mm. whatever, 100 <laughs> but you ain't the first going through this. That's what a profit first professional is. Uh, our organization is growing in membership, meaning we have more accountants, bookkeepers, and coaches students than ever before. Oh, yeah. And the reason is because there's more people interested in driving profitability. So call us now. We got new people that joined on board. They're getting trained. They're going to be ready to officer races in about six months because they go through some grueling training. They have to do profit first in their business themselves. But we have another hundred and 50 people or whatever that are already trained, already out there serving people, and they're ready to serve you. Yeah. Go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. Step one, step two. <laughs> Click on the Find uh, button. Then you fill out the form. Once you fill out that form, we'll make an introduction. And uh, you're off to the races, my friends. You will be more profitable than ever before. So do it. After you buy your Chuck Taylor's E-Betsy, go to ProfitFirstProfessionals.com. Click on that form, fill it out, and uh, you're off to the races. Yeah. Do it! We're I think good. you have a sound that says that. I know. That's what I was just trying Let to do. Let me see. Is there? I do I happen to have a sound that says that? Do don't, it! I don't do think it. I... Do it! <laughs> oh, do it! I love that guy. Yeah. All right, y'all. Let's get out of here. Bye! Bye! Can you play it? Play the do it for the whole thing. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Thank you got it. You. This is for Christina. And for everyone listening. Do it! Just do it! Yesterday, you said tomorrow. So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Nothing is impossible! No! What are you waiting for? Do it! Just do it! Yes, you can! Oh my god, I love that. I love that guy. It gives my me, favorite. It gives me chills. Make your dreams come true. <laughs> like, I, if I was at home and I'm like, I'm struggling to get up and say, I don't know if I really want to go to work today. I want, do it! In, in my face. I'm like, okay, okay, I'm in. All right, now we're gone. Bye. See you. <laughs>